0: You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Well, Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room, presented by Dr Pepper, on your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Hey,
1: good morning. Welcome into a Tuesday edition. Of Inside the Locker Room, 205 342 9904. always is the phone number. You want to get in on the show with us this morning? Give us a follow on the Twitter machine. It's at Locker Room 109 at Barry Sanderson at Wim Sanderson 1. Although right now, Twitter's a lot of uh, people think they know who Auburn should hire. A lot of them have no clue. Uh, but it's Twitter is full of it uh, right now. Download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone, and you can take us with you any. Where you go, Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, guys, you don't want to go to yellowwood.com before uh, to find the dealer that is closest to you. Yeah, before you give out the scores and everything that happened, I, I Reese Davis, uh, came out, uh, it was pretty hard on Auburn, and I, I 100% agree with Reese, and I'm going to. Read his quote. He says, what happened to Brian Harson in the off season was disgraceful. I mean, despicable, David said. You don't want him, pay the man his money. You end up having to do it anyway. Just say, you know what? We didn't want this and send him on his way. Instead, they did something nefarious, which I don't know what that means, and unfair. If somehow, and it won't, but if somehow it's proven that they had grounds for that and and couldn't prove it that I'll apologize, but right now I won't. I thought it was disgraceful what they did to him. Do you agree or disagree with Reese Davis and his assessment there? What happened? Oh, to
2: some some degree, I some to some degree I certainly agree. I think anytime you lose your job, it's no fun, except for those that are making fun of you, whatever. I'll um I'll talk about that. Uh, let me give you a little bit before we talk. The Auburn story is the lead story. Uh, besides that and I'll come right back to that. Nolan Smith, uh, the uh, pass rusher for Georgia is uh with his bad shoulder, may not play, which is a big a big deal in the game, uh, with Tim C. Uh Billy Napier uh has sent Brenton Cox on his way. He said he had enough, uh he didn't want to behave. He was a the leading uh, linebacker for a long, long time. That's where Napier is though. We tried to we tried to help him. He didn't want to to be helped. Uh, We're going to miss him, but he's 88 and out the gate, and that's the best thing for our team. I like coaches like that. So he's letting him out. Larry Brown, who helped uh, Memphis uh, in basketball, is dropping out because of medical reasons. The Fox Fox tonight, Astros, and and the Phillies. Uh, Joe Brady couldn't get it going last night, and the Browns got it going really good. They just ran through. Everybody in 132 to 13, so you can see Astros tonight. So it should be a, a good game. Uh, here's what I, I understand. I think, uh, I don't know 100%, but I think it has happened here. Um, naturally, to lose somebody like that, I mean, to fire somebody like that is a little bit ridiculous uh, the way they handle things. Uh, John Cohen is going to be the athletic director, as we all know. Cadillac Williams, who played there, is going to be the interim football coach for the last two games. Um, I think the the plans were uh, right or wrong. The plan, plans were to keep uh, Brian Harson through the year and see how he did, see if he beat anybody, and so forth. I think a press conference that he he had, uh, the questions he answered, uh, made could have made. I, I'm almost sure they did made dr roberts mad uh the, the auburn people mad and they decided that uh they would move on from him so i think the press conference had a lot to do with it came in with a white shirt wasn't really you know what went into you know and answering the questions very well so based on that um they decided to go ahead and let him go uh that's not not good certainly for him his family and uh but it handled in the right way of course not um let me let me say this to you. I know I have a couple people that text Barry about what I say. Uh, Lane Kiffin is a prospect. Uh, Lane Kiffin is a he, is a different cat. What I've been around, he is. You would you would, he would be sh- he's different. So uh, Hugh Freeze would be, and, and Hugh Freeze would be a candidate. And uh, both of them have a uh, Mississippi ties. Uh, John Cohen, is, is probably knows both of them, so there'll be a deal there to check. But one of those two. A rule Matt Rule. Matt Rule does not have a job. but he wants one and I don't know. He probably still gets paid because he was let out with a uh with the pro team. He probably still gets paid even though he gets gets money from Auburn. So I I think uh, I think it's gonna be a while because these uh these these two uh these two people that are that I mentioned first, Kev Kevin and, and Freeze, uh, they uh they uh, will have have games to finish, so there'll be some interviews prior to that. Matt Rule's is the only one that does not. That doesn't mean he's got a front front row seat, but that means that those three. Outside of that, um, there had been some rumors prior to this that uh, they might go to an assistant coach, and I had heard that uh, pretty adamantly uh, several times. Now, well, they'll do that now. and I have no idea. I, I didn't. I didn't know at the time that uh, John Cohen was going to take the job. So. Not, not, uh, not good for, not, not good for anybody really. the way they handle it, and um, I don't think you could do about people who handle it that way, and
1: and go uh, about business. I guess. Yeah, I was just talking more of them. Uh, streaming up that he had an affair and all these things that try oh, to, sure fight, ridiculous. The, yeah, yeah. So just to do him like that, if you didn't want yeah. the guy, then at that point, just yeah. stroke the check. I mean, they—they they were trying to find a way not to pay. Yeah, him. that's embarrassing uh, to sure handle it is. that way, and then so you end up doing it now. Um, was the so you? I guess you answered the question. Was the. From what you can tell, the plan all along was it uh hire Cohen and fire him on the same day? Or you think that press conference, do you think they felt like after the Arkansas game, he kind of lost the team and he, he had kind of, which I don't blame him, he kind of gotten a little bit surly and it was going to be too hard to, to keep him there for the next three to four games? Well, so
2: that, yeah, I think the press conference had something that certainly had some more to do with it. People realize I don't think the press conference went well. I listened to part of it. And, um, uh, they had gotten behind the scenes, they had gotten involved with John, and uh, it had become, I didn't, didn't know that until I found out a little bit about it, but uh, text back, I texted John a couple of times. But, uh, uh, you know, they, that's who they thought they wanted. Uh, John was hired based, uh, I think, basically uh, on uh, knowing him on interviews uh, on the telephone. Uh, with with uh, the selection committee, Jimmy Rain was not on that in, in that uh, in that room on that one, and um, so you know he'll come in. Uh, the ties that he had with Hugh Freeze because he was at uh, you know um, not at Mississippi State, but at Ole old Miss. Um, you know they run, they you just run across each other and see each other at meetings and so forth there. And then uh, the you know the other one is the former head uh, is the current head coach, who is uh, uh, you know probably people like him. I don't think like him better or not. I uh, 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 I think that he's more likely to stay at at uh, Ole Miss than you might think. But I don't know that. That's what Max thinks. And then Matt Rule, Matt Rule was at Baylor, and Matt Rule did a terrific job. And once once you you get there you decide that you want to get out because the recruiting's killing you and that uh, they've got to hire somebody that has their hands or has the ability to really get transfers they have no players they don't have enough players to play and 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 uh, the, their season next year could be worse than it is this year uh, they have no players and the most important thing for Auburn is to get naturally get the best name they can get but also to get a person that can get can formulate a staff, as well as himself, to be able to get transfers to come in there and play. That's one one plus the transfer rule you can steal from somebody else.
1: So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Is this so? You're changing your tune. You were thinking a you were thinking all along it was going to be an assistant, but now you're not sure about that. I,
2: I'm not sure. I'm not sure now because it, things flip flopped when they. When they uh, ended up uh, going ahead, they, the plans were, from what I can gather, were to let him f- finish the season. And uh, as as things wore on, and you know, I'm sure the pressure got great on. I don't know, if Dr. Roberts. Dr. Roberts is a smart guy. He tried to do the right thing as far as when to let him go. I think he thought he did. Was that right, wrong, another above? But uh, I di- I did think that they were going to go. One of the reasons I thought maybe they might go to an assistant coach is there are assistant coaches at, at major schools who have their hands on a lot of players in states that have a lot of players in their state. And remember this, if you go, for example, to the state of Florida, the state of Georgia, they can only take 25. So there's going to be, 20, there's going to be others left. I, I know it's well, well recruited by everybody. But if they can get somebody who's had their hands on people and has a chance to get a lot of people, that's that's what I thought maybe they might be, might be going to do, and let Harson uh, coach it out. But they decided not to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know much about Matt Rule other than even Baylor. I just, to me, it's a stale hire. Uh, it doesn't give me any chill bumps to think about Matt Rule going to Auburn. He may be the greatest coach. Of all times, I know I don't even know his background. I was I know he's a Baylor, and he's making a pop. Well, does
2: Hugh Freeze give you chill bumps? Uh, I, don't, I don't like Kiffin does.
1: Uh, more than Matt Rule, I mean, I, I could I could get on board with Hugh Freeze. Um, Matt Rule, I don't know. I mean, does he? So
2: I don't even I, I just I just does he know he this area? One, a, does
1: he know this apparently. area? Like you got to know to recruit, and, and well, well, the top assistants go with Matt. Roy. Well, I
2: just think his name comes up because he's available and they're going to talk to several people because if they, if they're interested in, in, in lane and interested in, in, uh, the Liberty coach, then they, they are the, the, um uh, uh, he frees, um, has, has been able to has a new contract, but in the new contract, he has the right and the Liberty to go and look for other jobs and a power five, So Liberty's been great to him. They've given him $5 million a year. They've given him a long-term contract, and they have told him that if something comes up better, that uh, he certainly has the right to. Now, whether he has the right to do that during the season, uh, behind the scenes, Barry, you know and I know that behind the scenes with, with both of these guys, there'll be talks. There won't be anybody up front where the the, the press can... Much get a hold of it but there'll be talks from this coach to that coach to this assistant to that assistant and because the guy that comes in is probably going to fire the staff except for Cadillac and um... he's probably and i don't know if it, you know, how much they're going to owe the staff but that besides the fifteen million that they're going to have to pay brian harson they're going to pay these assistant coaches the rest of the salaries this year and if they're on two-year contracts another year so they're, they're out they've got money they're out a bunch of money. Uh, they paid $21 million to get rid of of a, a coach at uh, uh, Gone Black us. And so it so is the way it is. All
1: right, so we'll take this break up at the phone lines, 205-342-9904. Kevin Skarbinski at the bottom of the hour. Houston Nutt will be with us today at 8.15. So a great show lined up for you this morning. Two-minute truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. It's a where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. Where it's local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today, 205-247-5050. It's two-minute truck movers who care.
3: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they're still working at REC 2059 eastbound out at Mercedes. That's an exit 89. You can expect some delays there. We're seeing some heavy fog in places around the area, so please slow down, drive carefully, and if you see conditions, just give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread.
4: Good Tuesday morning, a dense fog advisory in effect for all of West Alabama. That's till 9 this morning. ABC 3340 meteorologist Taylor Sorello gives us the latest update.
5: Visibility values below a mile in Gadsden, Pell City, Coleman, Jasper, Tuscaloosa. At other points, we've seen some different reporting sites fall below a mile. Uh, basically, this is patchy dense fog.
4: Hazardous driving conditions exist in many areas. Use low beams and slow down on your commute this morning. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa.
0: Okay, smile,
6: naturally perfect. Camp's photography knows wedding season ramps up in a flash. They need to say I do to a studio assistant before clients go Fulbright
7: Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is a pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather, decking,
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather.
6: We forecast a mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high 75. Tonight becoming mostly cloudy with a low at 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 78. And Thursday, a good supply of sunshine with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 51 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Where the season never ends. This is your home of Alabama Sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9
4: app. Daddy wanted radio.
1: He turned it to a country show. I was rocking in the cradle to
4: the crying of a steel guitar. Mama used to sing.
1: Welcome back to Inside Locker and Build the Five-Star Backyard Duel with Yellowwood Pressure-Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it to the Yellowwood Hotline. Get Tom into the show. Good morning, Tom. Good
8: morning. Morning, morning, Coach. How are y'all this morning? We're Good. Back. How are you, Tom? Uh, I am. Thank you for asking. And uh, Look, help me out here. A junkie fan has finally made it in on the show by the phone. That's me. Now, and I'm gonna run some stuff by you, and I want—I I really want your honest opinion. Okay? okay. All right, fifteen million to pay Coach Harson off. Twenty-one million to pay Coach Malzahn off. That's thirty-six. Twenty more million to pay Coach Chizik off. That's uh, that's fifty-six. And then uh, all the others that came before that they were paying off when all that's going on, better part of a hundred million dollars, right? Now, to me, a hundred million dollars—you could have went out and hired Jesus if you had saved that money and, and and hired him. But and here's another thing: you fire Horson in the middle of the season. You, yeah, uh, Steve Spurrier quits on his team over at South Carolina. South Carolina because he didn't want to lose the bandy. I, I mean, all the hypocrisy at the top of college football is killing me. And, uh, and, and I, I say this coach, and I, I hope you'll correct me because I could very well be wrong. Can anybody ever say anything about the players and anything they do? I'm not talking about breaking the law stuff. I'm talking about transfer portal and all that. Can anybody say anything about the players anymore?
2: You're, you're, referring, you're referring to the, the
8: administration that, that did what they did. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Auburn and, and and a whole host of of situations around the country involved in college football at the at the administrative level, all the way
2: to yeah. the coaching level. It, well, you know what I'm
3: saying? It's
2: crazy. Well, the problem that you have is you get dissatisfied. Uh, especially at Auburn, you get dissatisfied because the, the the team across the state is doing so well, and you, you know you're you're not. And so, if you know, not fighting, but they had a shot for the national championship with Gus there and didn't quite make it. So the powers behind the scenes, um, whatever reason, didn't 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 want Gus, and I think that was somewhat of a mistake, but. Uh, they decided they didn't want him, and once they did that, uh, they had they had to get rid of him. And, and what happens is, the administration hires a a athletic a a president from our state that uh, he gets by the board and he gets the job. And when he does, he had seen the athletic director, the minority young minority athletic director, had known him, and so. He gets he gets by the board by hiring the minority athletic director, and then the minority athletic director decides he wants to hire uh, Harson. So the, I, I'm not going to go through all this, but that's what's what happened, and every and every time they did from the president from Iowa State all the way through, it was it was a mistake. It was wrong, and uh, you know you think, you, like, and I don't know what who. You know what c- committee did that i don't i, I know jimmy's group was, did not uh so that's what happened that that's how that started and uh you're right and it and it ends up everything that they did was wrong it, is that, does, that make, of, does that make sense to you or not
1: one of the problems tom it, 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 one of the it, where, where they made the biggest mistake
2: well, the biggest mistake the, was hiring, a, hiring the president from
1: that, that was a huge mistake is when the Arkansas job was open, Gus Malzahn had a couple little victories there, and he was hot, so they were afraid they were going to lose him. So they go in there, and they give him a ridiculous contract with a ridiculous buyout to keep Arkansas from getting him. These ADs spend money, and they make these decisions when guy's hot, so they go give him a humongous raise, and they weren't satisfied with him a year or two later, and he had this tremendous buyout. So, they have to buy him out because they were afraid he was going to go to Arkansas two years prior to that. So, then, like Dad says, the the new president and all, they make a terrible hire. You can't, and and the guy, well, it's not Brian Harson's fault. Who wouldn't take that job (laughs) at that kind of money?
2: Yeah. uh, Tom, I don't know if I've answered your question or not. Have I answered your question or not?
8: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's insight, Coach, from uh, somebody
2: that's been at the highest. Well, the, 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 what's happened is people who like to meddle, who are on on boards, and they like to meddle because they like to be able to know that they help the football team, and, and, and people who want to hire presidents and fire presidents and so forth. Uh, the one that the president that just left, he didn't like football. He didn't really care. Go, go, uh, start. Goose games. Jay Goose. Goose. Yeah, he 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 wasn't. He was he was on another page, and right. uh, I don't know. I want to answer your question the right way, and that that's sort of the way it came down. But to answer your question fully is that the people that that think they know everything, uh, you know, we're not looking after the football players. We're looking after what they think. You're right,
8: coach. Let me ask you this: uh, When I heard that John was going to take that job down at Auburn yeah. as the athletic director. What's, what's John thinking? I mean, has he not observed how those uh, – uh, and, and I don't want to run Auburn down. You know, their business is their business. But at the same time, on the outside looking in, I, I feel sorry for John going into that pit of vipers down there because just look how they've done some of these uh, coaches, and, and they have no regard to the players, None. Well. Whatsoever. They don't care about the players, how they do. I mean, you would not do this in the middle of the year. And and, uh, and I equate it to the uh just like Furrier did uh, his team in South Carolina. But well, that, that was problem. wrong. At, yeah. at, at the top, at the top here, it's so incompetent. And now here goes John, a guy that we all, that's a friend of the show. We all admire John for what he's accomplished. And go down there and try to deal with these people. They'll kill John down there.
2: Yeah, well, it'll, it'll be it'll be quite different. You know, I don't know whether it was it was, was a salary increase. You know, everybody that's everybody that's at, at the athletic director. Not everybody, but ninety percent of the athletic directors are disliked by some pe- by some group of people because you're making decisions about tickets, about schedules, about coaches. So they're disliked. And John was. Was liked and disliked at Mississippi State. Uh, he, 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 you know oh, really? he was. Yeah, well, I, I, I think. What you know, I, I, well, I don't know that he. I don't know that he was disliked, but there are always well, I'm somebody. I'm friends
9: with his
8: cousin. I'm yeah, friends I
2: friends With
8: his cousin, and I always, you know, he wouldn't tell me anything specifically. Well, I don't know. I don't
2: know that he was disliked that much, but everybody, everybody, to some degree, is because you don't get the right people.
8: Well, yeah, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Hello, but. Uh, my, my impression was talking to his cousin uh, who's uh, involved with Mississippi State, but uh, that everybody, you know, was on board. With, but you're right. Not everybody's going to like, you know, no. all the time. But uh, the thing about it is when I heard that yesterday, I thought, oh, God, John, please. <laughs> you know what? I, I just, I just, I worry for him. Really, I do.
2: Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, he did a good. I'm not saying he had a bunch of enemies. I'm just saying, in, in, in every aspect of, yeah. of being I, an I, athletic yeah, director, I, I, yeah, you know, it, it, it just, it, and that's the same way in coaching. They, they don't, you know, you're, they don't like your offensive coordinator. They don't like your defensive coordinator. You know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a zoo when Coach gets out, of
1: Alabama. The problem is, is that they treated the guy Harson like dirt. Ridden, yeah, um, yeah, this summer, and the, they knew they weren't going to keep him. I think he was kind of getting sully. I think he took maybe over an hour to even go to the press conference. The way he answered the question, so it was spiraling <laughs> downhill. Well, head. and, and they like starting, Barry said, they were starting yeah, to like, lose the players. No, no and, well, like well, Barry, Barry
2: said, and, and what Reese said, and Barry said, you know, they in order not to pay him, they tried to they fi- they tried to find a. a, a uh, a, a deal where he he uh, was not doing right morally, I guess, and they could not find that, and that's not that's not you know you, you, do, you find family? that all the time.
8: I, did anybody stop and say, you know, this guy's got a family before we go out here and say all this stuff? People don't care I mean, about
1: that. They don't care.
8: I, it, it, no. it, but but don't that upset you? Don't that scare you for somebody yeah. that's a high quality individual like John is?
1: Yeah. Well John Thanks. Cohen, you know, he's I think he's getting a five hundred thousand dollar raise. He probably got a five, six year contract. So he's looking at three million more dollars to go down there. Uh, you know, he's from Alabama. Now the only thing i want to and then we gotta go is that you could answer this. He and Greg Byrne are really close. Now, I'm not saying they're not gonna continue to be close, they will be close. But I, they acted like we've had Greg Burner like he and John talk every day. That that will have to stop, won't it, if he's at Auburn uh, with Greg Burnham here at Alabama. They won't be able to talk every day anymore, will no, they? That,
2: no, they'll, 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 they'll <laughs> on separate ways. He's got a job to do to uh, try to, to get – let me tell you something, y'all. Regardless of who he hires, he should have hired the other guy. <laughs> That's the yeah, way it's going to be. Quiet. Yeah. Right. Is he going to make the John. hire? All right, thank I'm you,
1: sure. Tom. I'd be curious to know if will John make the hire. Uh, maybe he will. He'll have a big. So you. Oh, I
2: think, it, I think it'll be a, a hire where
1: he he he
2: makes the decision as to who he likes, and I think he goes before the people. By uh, first of all, he'll go to Dr. Roberts, and he he'll say who he likes, and the and Dr. Roberts will interview these people as well. You can bet on Dr. Roberts will. And he will give his opinion, and then um, the committees will will give their opinion. And and uh, it, it, in regard to who, who you hire, there be somebody on the committee that thought you should have hired the other person.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll take this break. Uh, we'll get uh, Kevin Skarbinski, and we'll have him break it down for us as well. You listen, Tide 100.9 this is the home of Alabama sports
0: a town square media tide 100.9 sports update
5: i'm kim rankin with your tide sports update alabama special teams player jack martin has entered the transfer portal auburn head coach brian harson has been fired by the university the alabama crimson tide football team remains at number six in week 10's ap poll happy birthday to alabama football head coach nick saban
0: this has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. It again. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Tide 100.9 traffic from the towns of nissan traffic center they're still working at wreck 2059 eastbound out of mercedes that's an exit 89 you can expect some delays there we're seeing some heavy fog in places around the area so please slow down drive carefully and if you see conditions just give me a call don't miss out on the savings now at towns and nissan they're your hometown dealer go see them i'm captain ray
6: Did you know not washing your hands after using the bathroom can increase the spread of hepatitis A? Washing your hands with soap and water, as well as getting vaccinated, is the best way to protect yourself if you are at risk of getting hepatitis A. One dose of the hepatitis A vaccine provides long-lasting protection in up to 95% of those who receive it. For more information on the hepatitis A outbreak in our state, visit alabamapublichealth.gov forward slash IMM. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Public Health, the ABA, and this station.
7: Years ago, rain decided that the best way to advertise great southern wood was through coaches gene stallings pat dye steve Spurrier, and myself and many more coaches took to the radio and tv airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors the only way to build is with pressure treated pine yellow wood it is the very very best why because all the coaches said yellow wood pressure treated pine protects against bug termite and weather decking Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build. Just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood.
4: Tenson Nissan is your super savings vehicle dealer right here at home in Tuscaloosa
10: with over 100 pre-owned vehicles in stock and priced for immediate delivery. And yes, if you are looking for
4: a new Nissan... Enjoy your house.
1: Welcome back to Inside the Locker Yellowwood.com. Find the dealer closest to you. You want to build it, build it to last. And If you want it to last, you have to use pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, right to the Yellowwood hotline. He is a director of communications for the Coach Safely program, works right for the Birmingham lead, and AL.com can tell you all about that at the end of the segment. Uh, Kevin Skarbinski, good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good right. morning, guys. How are you? Okay. Well, we're pretty good. Kevin, was it the plan all along to do what happened yesterday at Auburn? Uh, hired the athletic director, um, let Brian Harson go, or was it just kind of spiraling downward? He, he was probably getting exhausted with the situation. How he handled the press conference uh, made him move a little bit faster. What, what have you heard about uh, what happened yesterday?
10: Well, I think it was a combination of things. I don't know that it was the master plan to do it when and how they did it, but certainly having the athletics director lined up was, was part of it. And, and knowing that, you know, you had that position taken care of. And then when, when, when they zeroed in on John Cohen, it had to be, you know, you almost had to do both with the Mississippi State game coming up, with Auburn traveling to Starkville this weekend, imagine if you let Brian Harson coach that game and Auburn were to win it. And then, you know, then you've got the coach that you're still going to fire beating the coach that John Cohen hired. Not wouldn't, wouldn't be a very good look. So, uh, yes, yeah, circumstances all came together for it to go down the way there.
1: Yeah, that...
2: Um, I, I think anybody that you, you try to figure out that, that John's going, no, we got John in, so there's no use talking about that. John Cohen's a nice, really nice guy. been on our show a lot. Um, there are, you know, there are a couple of coaches that are involved in their, in their season. And with Hugh Freeze, they've given him the, the, the right to a uh, liberty to do what he needs to do. If he's in, if somebody's interested in him and then we have Matt rule on the outside. Um, but the most important thing is that we, you have to have either them or, or, or coaches that you get that can bring players. they got to have players. Um, your, your, your feelings about uh, about trying to hire somebody there? Well, that's job one.
10: I mean, that, that's job one everywhere in the SEC if you want to compete for championships. But it is job one, job two, job three et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, at Auburn right now. That that roster is severely under-talented. And you are Auburn, so your expectations, sometimes your expectations are are higher than your actual history and performance. But you also know what the ceiling is. And the ceiling is you can play for a national championship. You can win a national championship. You can win SEC championships. You can have undefeated seasons. That's the ceiling. That's been proven by multiple coaches. So you can't wait to be good five years from now. You can't take the slow road to build through high school recruiting. You have got to do that, but as well, you've got to take full advantage of the transfer portal. You have got to be able to go out and get a quarterback, for example, an actual competent SEC-style winning quarterback immediately that's that's one of the primary needs Uh, offensive alignment you know that there are many many needs there so you need someone who can do both recruit to build for the long term to build a program with high school players but supplement and there's a lot of supplementation needed right now through the transfer portal and that's why that's why Lane Kiffin makes so much sense uh on so many levels because he's proven in the SEC, he knows the territory. He has been a master in the portal. Uh, I don't know that his high school recruiting has been uh, on the level. It hasn't been on the level of a Kirby Smarter or Nick Saban. Very few people are, but he certainly can recruit at that, in that way at, at, as well. So uh, that's uh, yeah. If it, it, don't even <laughs> don't e- you're not going to see them consider seriously anyone who doesn't have a strong understanding of recruiting and a background in recruiting as well as, I think, a strong understanding of the SEC and football in the Deep South.
1: Uh, Kevin, do they have to give them, or whoever, because I the head coach is important, don't get me wrong, but I think he's got to have a pile of money to go get assistance, maybe to go get Dale McGee from Georgia or get some of these guys. But, I mean, they have to really get their attention to pull them away from these jobs that they're at. I mean, they're going to have to pay these assistants something, they got to have a great recruiting staff. And I would think uh, they're going to have to get some of these guys' attention that are at, at good jobs now to come back to Auburn to help get this thing back together. They're, they're going to have to pay a ton there to get these guys, aren't they?
10: That's a great point, Barry, because it's not a one-man show in recruiting. No matter how well-versed your head coach is in that area or how well-known he is, it, it, takes, it takes a staff. It takes a program to recruit. And so you're going to need guys who know the territory, who don't have to introduce themselves to the high school coaches in Alabama and Georgia and Florida, for example. And that was a huge part of the problem. It's why Brian Harson was a gigantic mistake of a hire from the start. Uh, they they had to they had to learn on the job. You, you can't afford to hire anyone who has to learn on the job, and and that includes assistant coaches. So the first thing they you know you you choose coordinators who understand offense and defense inside out and and special teams. That's their specialty. And and but you can do you can do that with guys who can recruit as well. I mean some some coordinators don't recruit at all or very much or certainly don't go off campus a lot. Uh, I, you can get by with that if you have, you know, the position coaches who are out there, who are well known and well respected, and maybe they have like Del McGee. Maybe they have some, you know, maybe they're former players. Maybe they have some connection to your program. You know, yeah, you're going to have to pay those guys, and you're going to have to show them a vision why you're going to compete for championships in the not too distant future. Yeah, that. Uh, so you you think you think. In your opinion, Elaine Kiffin is the best choice? I think he is the most proven choice. I think he would he would let let's you know, look at Auburn's uh, recent history of hiring. None of those guys, none of those guys uh, came in with a, a big name or really with a with an overwhelming personality, with someone that moved the needle. And, and I guess I'm talking about winning the press conference and that's always overrated. Uh, sometimes you can win the press conference and then lose, you know, lose the, the program in a sense down the road because as splashy a hire as that person was, they don't, they're not getting the job done on the field to the level of expectations. But I think in this case, uh, there is an anticipation that the people are going to be excited about this hire and Auburn. And, and this again, this is not the Auburn way. Uh, to hire someone with a big personality, someone who is is going to be present on social media and is going to tweak Jimbo Fisher on national television the way Lane did after the the A&M Ole Miss game on Saturday, someone who's not afraid to speak up, someone who's, uh, you know, is not afraid to face down a booster or, uh, a president or whomever, someone who's, who's, who's gotten to the point, and this is where Lane is now. He wasn't there, uh, for a long time, well, where he is his own person. He, he knows what it takes to run a winning football program in the SEC or in the Deep South, and he's going to do what he thinks is best to get there. So for all those reasons, I, I think he makes the most sense. Now, Deion Sanders, could be a guy like that but you just don't know and can you afford to take that high risk high reward gamble on someone who's never coached even in even in the fbs let alone in the sec
1: how many guys would have okay let's say lane turns it down so they tried and you know i think they can get the nil money up too i think these people now are serious down there yes to do they it, are to do it so that, that's going to help um, how far would you have to go down the list to land a Dion? You know, sometimes you go, all right, go get him. Uh, and would Dion take that personal that he wasn't your first choice, or what? Maybe your second, but he's not going to be somebody's fourth or fifth choice. Uh, how far would you have to get down the list to get to Dion, uh, Kevin? Uh,
10: that's a good question. Uh, I don't know, and I, and I will say that you know by hiring John Cohen to lead this search you know, you're, you're, uh, you're hiring someone who, who has been uh, out of the box in hiring football coaches. You know, it's a mixed bag, obviously. Uh, Joe Moorhead, you know, a lot of people who know football thought, thought Joe Moorhead was an inspired choice. And they started out, they, they had a nice first year, and then, you know, a series of circumstances and events went the wrong way, uh, in, you know, after the first year into the second year. And and so he only got two years, but and, but he just the one thing he didn't have that you can't do at Auburn is he he was he was an outsider. He was from you know he'd been at Penn State as an offensive coordinator. He just didn't have the deep south chops. So yeah. you can't really go that way this time. Not after Harson, uh, you know. But Cohen is his own man. You know they they didn't bring John Cohen. I don't believe John Cohen would have taken this job to be a rubber stamp for whatever boosters you want to talk about. Um, I really, I really don't think that he's that. I think he's an independent thinker. I think he has a very strong personality and I think that's what they want. That's why they wanted him. <clears throat> and let's, let's, let's give some credit to the, to the new president at Auburn, Chris Roberts. Uh, I can tell you that when John Cohen, after John Cohen's name emerged on Saturday, there was some, there was some pushback. Uh, Chris Roberts, it was, it was silly and nonsensical and no reason not to hire a guy and and the the president stood firm he did not give in to that he did not blow with the wind he didn't he didn't take a poll uh he believed strongly that john cohen was the guy and and stuck by him so so there's this is a little bit of a different auburn than we're used to seeing uh you know whether it will continue whether it will follow through uh, it will, will depend a lot on who that football coach is and how quickly they have success.
2: Yeah Well, you, uh, I, I don't get into all of that, but uh, I just don't think that you can gamble with Dion. I think that's a big time gamble. You, you, you gamble with Dion, it doesn't work. He didn't coach. He, he, he just hadn't coached long enough, and, and
10: I just I think that would be ridiculous. It is a gamble. You're right. That, that's what I'm saying, if It's high risk, high reward. Would he recruit? Absolutely. Would he be the most famous? Could he get in the same? Could he recruit? Uh, with and, and Barry, you said this. You you've made the case for as if you were his agent before. Uh, you know he could he would make a splash and he would he would uh, you know Auburn would be on in the news all the time and and he but he could recruit. I mean he has he has he has an authenticity uh, about him in walking into a recruit's living room that very few guys have. But yeah, I
1: mean was a gamble. It's yeah, just
10: well, a gamble. It's so a big gamble, and I don't think Auburn can afford to gamble
1: right now. Gene Chiswick was a gamble. Uh he had a horrible record <laughs> at Iowa State. Brian Harson, the the biggest gamble of all gambles. To me, Lane Kiffin's a little bit of a gamble. Uh not, not as bad because he has proof it a little bit. But you got Bo Jack. You don't understand the stars. That Dion could bring down there with him and be around him, and they're they're recruiting he would be the best recruiter of all the guys that we've talked about down there uh he could get the most guys down there it would be it would be a frenzy down there if Dion was there uh it'd be like Bruce Pearl the way he is down there now they may not do it, but I don't think it's as big a gamble i mean heck, come on <laughs> these guys Brian harson and Gene Chizik weren't gambles. Those guys were big time Oh, well, gambles. they were. Yeah. They
10: absolutely were for different reasons. <laughs> you know, but uh, but I think Wim's, to Wimps' point, you just don't know. what I mean, how, how, what kind of a program – you still, look, you can get players and, and be a good recruiter and not be a good head coach and not run a really solid program. It, it, you know, We've seen it time and again. I mean, in fact – I will I will quote Wimp way back in the day poking fun at his friend Dale Brown saying I can remember at I don't remember what year at an SEC basketball media day saying LSU's so good not even Dale can screw him up.
0: <laughs> yeah.
10: And Dale you know Dale labored under that you know, they Dale, Dale labored under that perception for a long time that he could he could he could sign him up but he couldn't coach him up.
1: Yeah, yeah we're we're older guys. I mean the, the younger generation the guys like Dion and the glitz and the glamour that come with that—that's what attracts them. Uh, I bet you if you had Nick Saban in a room and he told you, you said, "I bet you he wouldn't want." I bet you he doesn't want him to hire Dion uh, down there. He probably go get Matt Rule. I don't think Matt Rule's going to scare him. I think Dion might. Might do it. I don't know that it'll ever happen, but uh, I don't know. I think the guy can... Well,
10: here, here's Hey, you know, here's the here's the thing, and you just mentioned something interesting, and a lot of people are going to talk about this and focus on it. But if you're Auburn, you don't need someone who can compete with Nick Saban. This is going to sound completely insane. You don't need someone who can compete with Nick Saban. You need someone that can compete with Kirby Smart.
1: Yeah, because yeah, he's Cause there for the long Nick haul.
10: Nick is not there for the long haul. Kirby appears to be and you have had more success against Nick Saban in Alabama than you have Kirby Smart in Georgia. Yeah, that's who you've got. That should be your standard. And Kirby's younger; he he's going to be around longer. Uh, you know, he's not going away by all indications. And so, and, and Lane Kiffin also he gives you that he connects though with younger people. Yeah, he really does. He does I mean he he's a bit he's a <laughs> he comes across as younger than his years many times. Not yeah. always for the good good, but but you know what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. Do they have a lot of – and, Dad, you may have answered this better than Kevin. Do they have a lot of money down there? I mean, can they – I heard at the Auburn-Arkansas game, they had Bruce Pearl and uh, the baseball coach Butch uh, on the Jumbotron encouraging fans to give to NIL. Can these guys really build – I hear they got $13 million in the kitty right now. Can these guys really build up this NIL there? And, you know, Bruce Pearl knows how to use it. <laughs> so – can well, I mean, when you care go ahead. when
2: you care for when you care for your school as much as they care for Auburn and I've already said, land grant schools, Oklahoma State's, Clemson's, um, Texas A and M's, those alums care for their for their school for whatever reason more. It seems like more than others, uh, they can get plenty of money. If they if money's not going to be a, a big problem because because they care so much about their school. If you get the right guy. That, and uh, you're not going to ever get the right guy. Everybody's everybody's going to complain about who you get to some degree. But just if you get the if you get the right guy with lesser complaints uh, than normal, then you get a lot
10: of money. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing. You know they they had a couple of false starts, at, which is one of the things that put them behind in recruiting in the NIL framework. Is they they just did not get it right soon enough. Now it seems like the, the feeling there is that they finally figured out how to do this, and they are and they are now amassing a war chest, and so uh, you know, and that the next coach will be the beneficiary of that, and will be able to use that in recruiting, uh, even though you're not technically not supposed to be able to use that in recruiting, and it can blow up in your face as we've seen in College Station, but. They are in a far better position now than they've been at any previous moment in terms of NIL. You just have to get the right head coach that can unlock it.
1: Um, this may be a stupid question. Brian, I mean, uh, Greg Byrne and John Cohen are pretty much really close friends. Maybe, I mean, maybe even best friends. I, we had one of them on, and they said they pretty much talk every day on the phone. Uh, and I don't think Mississippi State and Alabama are humongous rivals that don't have to stop on it, Kevin. I mean, if you're the AD <laughs> in Auburn, you and the guy at the Alabama, y'all can be friends, but you can't be all chummy uh, anymore. That will have, am, I, am I reading too much into that?
10: Well, I, I'm sure that relationship will change to, to some degree. To what degree, I don't know. Uh, look, they're both professionals yeah, who've been at this long enough that that you know they they know how they know the lines that you don't cross, they understand the territory. You know John knows this state having been you know born in Tuscaloosa. He he, he understands the rivalry. He John's not been a part of it, uh, and Greg Greg hadn't been a part of it until he got to Tuscaloosa. But but they're smart enough and savvy enough, and they're professionals. They're very good at what they do. And and let's give Mississippi State some credit. You know we talk about cradles of coaches. Mississippi State has been a cradle of athletics directors. Yeah, yeah Going back to Larry Templeton, uh, I mean, you go from Larry Templeton to Greg Byrne to Scott Strickland to John Cohen, that, that's a pretty strong bloodline. And there's a reason why other schools keep hiring, and other schools in the SEC keep hiring those guys, because they're good at what they do. And they learned it at Mississippi State. But Mississippi State has a ceiling that's not as high as the ceiling at Auburn or Alabama or Florida. And that's why those guys leave because they're they have an opportunity to do something uh, more impactful on a larger stage. So it's a it's a greater professional challenge to them. But as far as their relationship, you know, look, they're not gonna they're not gonna all of a sudden become enemies no, and never talk to no. each other. They're not. I know that's not what you're saying, but yes, but being chummy, being considered chummy, I don't know that I don't think that works <laughs> in
1: this rivalry. Well, you know, Dad and Sonny pulled it off. But it's but the and the fans just don't understand. The coaches probably get along fine. Uh, it's the fans that hate each other so much in these rivalries. Yeah. The coaches are probably fine with one another. But I think you probably well hey,
10: Barry. You know why? You know why it worked. From my opinion, from you know looking at it, uh, observing from uh, from a close distance, uh, was nobody on either side doubted that Wimp wanted to beat Sonny's brains out when they played, and vice versa. True. And they competed. Well, we know how hard we know how hard Wimp prepared for that game, uh, and so there was never any doubt that yes, they had a personal relationship, and it was a good personal relationship. But no, they they were Wimp was for Alabama, and Sonny was for Auburn, and no one ever doubted that.
1: But I don't think I think it helped that Alabama won a lot more than Auburn did. I think if it had been the other way around, I don't think Dad could have handled that as well as Sonny did. I would not know? like you, and
10: now it would have been the no other way around. <laughs> yeah. like... You always like well, 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 Alabama he... fans wouldn't
2: as yeah. He lost a lot more than he won
10: in that
1: series. You always like the people and say great things about the people you beat. Have you ever noticed that, Kevin? When you when they're beating <laughs> them, you say glowing things about them. When they're beating you, it's not the same. I can, you know, I I can
10: vividly remember, uh, and and may Tommy Joe Eagles rest in peace. But when when he was on the hot seat at Auburn and Rick Pitino in Kentucky came in there and just completely embarrassed them, and and I can remember Rick Pitino just speaking in glowing terms of Tommy Joe Eagles and why he should not Auburn shouldn't even be thinking about making a coaching change because he was the right man for the job. Yeah, that's we 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 can cite a thousand examples of something like that. <laughs> no doubt. All right, Kevin. You
1: know, you know what? No,
2: nah, I won't tell that story about what happened on, on Tommy Joe Way. up. I won't
1: tell that story. All right, uh, Kevin. Tell them about uh, your coach safely program and all your writing, Everything that's going on.
10: Yeah, uh, we've talked some basketball. Basketball season is getting into full swing. If you're coaching on the youth level, uh, as I did for many many years, uh, I used to I used to coach. The SEC Championship football game would always fall on the first day of our youth basketball season at our local park. So I asked them to give me the first game of the day at 8 o'clock. So I could, after the game, I would jump in my car and head to Atlanta for the SEC Championship game after coaching coaching our team and my kids. Uh, that's coming up. It's a great time of year. So if you're a coach in this state, make sure you get trained by Coach Safely. Go to CoachSafely.org. Uh, the course is right there. It, it comes at no cost to you thanks to the uh, Alabama State Legislature, thanks to the Alabama Recreation and Parks Association, the great folks there. Uh, it teaches you everything you need to know, good basic prime course on keeping those kids safe. And it is a state law, so you're required to do it, but you'll be glad you did, and so will the parents of your young athletes. So go to coachsafely.org for that.
1: Thank you, Kevin.
10: Thank you, guys. Have a great week.
1: All right, thanks, there's Kevin Skarbinski there. Does a outstanding job also worked rights for the birmingham lead and that is uh published think, a couple times a week now hey alabama one go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services i've talked about the vehicle loan uh, they still got great loans there for that if you're looking for the mortgage the great credit cards whatever you need uh they've got it for you the people there are outstanding uh, they'll look at your situation find the best solution for you Go to www.alabama1.org. We also want to thank Pressure Treated Pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. We'll put the phone lines 205-342-9904. We'll have Coach Houston Nutt join us at 815. That's the Tide 100.9. us see home of Alabama sports.
3: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they're still working at REC 2059 eastbound out at Mercedes. That's an exit 89. You can expect some delays there. We're seeing some heavy fog in places around the area, so please slow down, drive carefully, and if you see conditions, just give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray.
0: Why wait to save? Dell Technologies' Black Friday event arrives early with select deals on top tech to power business productivity. The savings start now with up to...
2: ...backed by the strongest lifetime warranty in the industry. You can call them at 946-3390. But if you want a dry basement, the B-Dry experts will design solutions that will solve your basement problem. They have these patented basement waterproofing and foundation repair products as well, and those products will go into effect to certainly keep that water from coming back in to your basement after they've dried it up. You have a 12-month interest of uh, free financing, which is a good deal for you. I think that the customers who have been with B-Dry all these years, 60 years, are very satisfied with what B-Dry does for them. There's nothing more important in your home than a dry basement. With B-Dry, you have a lifetime warranty, a dry basement for life. Your floors one and two are not affected. Your basement is in good shape. So I would suggest that you give B-Dry a call 60 years of service they put to everybody in this area,
6: 205-946-3390.
0: Tide 100.9,
6: Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast a mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high 75. Tonight becoming mostly cloudy with a low at 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 78. And Thursday, a good supply of sunshine with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
3: Tide 100.9, traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, they're still working at REC 2059 eastbound out at Mercedes. That's an exit 89. You can expect some delays there. We're seeing some heavy fog in places around the area, so please slow down. Drive carefully, and if you see conditions, just give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at Townsend Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain
5: Ray. Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort. Your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most
0: college sports. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. As we kick off the 8 o'clock here, I want to thank Andrew Kniffer. He's my all-state agent. Let Andrew become yours. I did 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 in Northport. If you're looking for home. Life auto. You want somebody that knows the area inside and out and will take great care of you, then I got your guy, Andrew Kniffer. 205 722 92 Zero one. All right, Coach uh, Nick Saban met with the media uh, yesterday. Uh, let's go ahead and just take his opening statement in preparation for this week's game against LSU.
11: So we had a good work week last week. Um, you know, really tried to emphasize with the players. You know, what are you going to attach yourself to for the upcoming challenges for the rest of the season? Uh, great time to do a little, you know, self-assessment of. What we need to do to get a little more consistent execution, whether it's individual players, uh, systematically on offense, defense, special teams. So we really need to come together as a team versus good opponent. And that's obviously going to be really important for this game versus LSU, who right now is probably playing as well as anybody in the country. Um, you know, they're very well coached. Uh, this game has always got, you know, significant uh, implications. Uh, they're always ranked. We're always ranked. So it's a kind of a rivalry game that um, is always a really important matchup. You know, Brian Kelly has done an outstanding job there, uh, bringing this team along and proven each week. Um, you know, Jaden Daniels is one of the most productive quarterbacks in the country with his ability to run the ball. Uh, rush the ball, a very effective, efficient passer. Uh, they've got really good running backs. Um, got a whole core of receivers who have 20 or more catches, um, that all do a good job in terms of, um, getting open, uh, catching the ball, run after catch, uh, very good systematic scheme on offense. Their defense is allowing like 21 points a game, which is, you know one of the tops in the country they're aggressive they got good rushers they're athletic they've got good cover guys in the secondary and they've got good skill guys um on special teams their specialists are very very good so um very challenging game all the way around for us and we're going to have to do a great job of paying attention to detail preparing for the game so that we can get more consistent execution and play for 60 minutes in a game
1: all right. Comments on that, though.
2: Nope. For be coach talk, but that's that's what it was. It was a a rundown of what they have trying to do to you know to get ready, and to certainly to get people to understand that they're playing a very tough opponent. And as we always say, the players listen to what he say say says as well. Of course, he said that to them in team meetings. So it's a it's it's a if you want to put it down, where you can understand it's a do it die game it's one, it's one do it. Each game is a do a die game of course, but this is a, uh, against somebody that could be the representative in the West in, uh, in Atlanta, if you die. So it is for all intents and purposes, a do a die game. Now, you know, you can go to Ole Miss and say that as well. Ole Miss is lost. And, uh, and you can go to anybody that, uh, the Auburn's the people that can beat you, uh, if you don't play well, you know, but, uh, be a high
1: switch to do a die game. Yeah, it's uh, especially when it's in your division because sure. you lose head-to-head, then automatically that's so. the first tiebreaker, so you're done. All right, uh, let's hear what he had to say about uh, Coach Brian Kelly. They asked Coach about that. He's played against him when he was at uh, Notre Dame. Knows uh, Coach Kelly very well, I'm sure. Here's what Coach had to say about him.
11: Well, they're always very well coached. They're always physical. This will be a physical game. Um, they always have balance on offense. They're going to run the ball. Got a very good throwing scheme, uh, utilize the personnel that they have, um, you know, very, very well. And, you know, they've historically played really well on defense and special teams. So uh it's typical of what a, a well-coached team, you know, usually does. And um th- they've gotten to the point where and all of his teams have been this way, they don't beat themselves. You know, you 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 gotta execute and beat them, and I think that's gotta be the focus you
1: know, for our team. Uh, he has a lot of, he has a lot of, you can tell he has a lot of respect for Brian Kelly. And- well,
2: I think he does it. I think uh, he he comes in takes the riffraff out of there. You know, I, guys like, like him and like Billy Napier, if you're not going to play for me, if you're going to just keep a stir or stink all the time about something, you're not going to go to class. I can't find you for the meetings. Then to a point, to a point in time, you're 88 and out the gate. I tried to do that myself. If they, if they didn't want to play for me, and some didn't, and uh, I didn't flew with them. I let them go. So um, I, I, think, I think that's what they've done at LSU, and they've come together, and uh, the heartbreaking loss at Florida State was a heartbreaker, and everybody got down, you know, everybody gets down on you from your opening game. People, You, can, you can't spend your time worried about what people think, and that's the one thing a coach has always said was, you know, I, I'm not worried about other people's opinions. And uh, so you just got to you know, you do the very best you possibly can to, to get yourself ready for a team that's going to play hard. They're, they're better. They played a lot more together, and that's, that's quite different. Um, uh, you know, when you first take them the first game or two, you know, you kind of struggle with them a little bit with the offensive coordinator and things, but now they're kind of all on the same page.
1: All right, Aiden, uh, let's uh, go where they asked him about. You know, Alabama, the dual-threat quarterback, the guy that can use his legs and can throw the football – uh, it's the harder one to defend uh, for, for defense coordinators. Asked him about the dual-threat quarterback at LSU. Here's what he had to say.
11: Um, well, you know, I, I think that um, it's very challenging to play against quarterbacks who, you know, are dual-threat type of guys. Um, and this is obviously going to be a big challenge for us. And I, I think that it's something that, the emphasis has to be on all 11 guys really doing what they need to do, whether it's pass rush lanes, whether it's how you cover people, uh, keeping contained in a quarterback, kind of keeping, trying to keep him in the pocket. Um, even when he steps up, you can retrace the rush. So. You know, there's a lot of elements to doing this that you just can't rush and think you're going to go get a sack and get pushed by the quarterback, and then he's going to end up having lanes to run in. So all these things have got to be real points of emphasis for us all week long so that you know we have a chance to contain a guy that's a very good passer, but he's also can beat you with his feet.
1: Thoughts about dual-threat dual, dual threat quarterback uh, that can run and pass? Well, you know, I think like the
2: defense coordinator's – Really good for Alabama. Nobody else does but me, but that's fine. I think he does a good job. I, I, and the reason I think he does a good job is because the kids believe in him. They, I, I listen to some of them say, you know, he got us this, he did this, he did that. Did he? Has he made some mistakes? I guess he has. Um, you know, they, they had hard times of games, but I think I think the kids believe in him, and I, I and I think that, that Nick Saban believes in him, and um, and I also think that besides that. Uh, this doesn't affect this game. He's a darn good recruiter. So I think, he, I think he'll he, I think he'll be a guy that sets down. We had a guy, uh, Ken Donahue, who was the football defensive coordinator for Coach Bryant. And I'd go up there. That, we used to have the watch line up there. And it, we, to save money on the budget, you would go up there and use the watch line. You didn't have cell phones. And I'd go up there at nine, ten o'clock, or every time it was at night, and he would be in there looking at film. He he worked his fanny off to be heavy. He overdid it just about, and I think I think I, I think the, the guy – I like think I think he does a good job coaching. So I think they'll be ready
1: to play. All right. Lastly, Aiden. Uh, everybody talks about Saturday night uh, in LSU. It's a it's a big home field advantage down there. They have all day to party. They love playing night games uh, at LSU and Baton Rouge. Here's what Coach had to say about Saturday night uh, at LSU.
11: Well, it's a great, you know, they got a great tradition there. They got a great atmosphere. Um, you know, it's always challenging to play on the road, you know, in this league, anywhere you play. And obviously this is one of the more challenging places. So um, all the more reason to have great focus and attention to detail. And, you know, we we, we can't beat ourselves. You know, we got to be able to have enough poise to be able to execute in this kind of environment not let it affect us in terms of how we go about one play at a time and how we want to execute and get things done. Alabama well, think, hadn't played great on the road here recently. Oh man,
2: I don't let the case uh, what it is. Uh, we probably need to go ahead and get to Houston uh, if we can, Barry.
1: All um, right. Uh, Royal Cleaners, pick up and delivery, trying to make life easy for you. Dial this number, 205 391 0 Three, four. They'll come pick all the laundry up, get it cleaned up, deliver it right back or de- drop off at three locations, University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, North or 4851 Rice Mine Road. Once again, 205-391-0034. Coach Houston Nutt is next. She lists a tie to 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread.
4: Good Tuesday morning. This is the first day of the secondary severe weather season. November through December typically brings greater chances for severe weathers, similar to the primary severe weather season of March through May. And NOAA's November forecast is calling for near normal temperatures with below normal precipitation. According to the U.S. Drought Monitor, extreme eastern Tuscaloosa County and most of Bibb and Lamar counties are in moderate drought. Click tuscaloosathread.com for more. On Hartley Townsquare Media Tuscaloosa. Tied
3: 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, we got a wreck on McFarland eastbound at Hospital Drive with significant delays. Still working the wreck 2059 eastbound to exit 89 by Mercedes, lurling heavy southbound on the bridge into downtown. Don't miss out on the savings now at Towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. Come and get it. In just two minutes, an Oral-B electric toothbrush can change your mind about what a toothbrush can do. In
0: just two minutes a day,
7: it's dentists and sports coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather, decking, Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. We'll forecast
6: a mixture of clouds and sunshine today. Tuscaloosa's high 75. Tonight becoming mostly cloudy with a low at 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 78. And Thursday, a good supply of sunshine with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: Two-time state champion and two-time NIT champion, Barry Sanderson breaks down the latest in sports on Inside the Locker Room on Tide 100.9.
1: to Inside the Locker Room. We'll get right to the Alabama 1 hotline, www.alabama1.org. Former head coach at uh, Ole Miss, Arkansas, Boise State, Murray State uh, with CBS Sports. Now, Coach Houston Nutt. Good morning, Coach. How are you?
2: Hey, Houston. Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Really fine. Enjoy seeing you on uh, on TV every weekend. You do a great job. I appreciate you being on our show.
9: You bet. You bet. Appreciate it. Uh,
2: um, i know that um in in talking with you previously uh you felt like it was going to be a, a pretty tough job for for brian harson at auburn and i don't think the auburn people handled it very well um you can comment on that as you, as you wish uh, and also maybe comment on what they need to look for in a in a, in a new coach and what you know yeah. what the situation there is go ahead you no, know, right from the start, you know it just it just didn't
9: seem like a fit, and um, I, I know Brian; he's a good coach, but um, you know sometimes it just um, you know it, it has to fit right, and yeah. for whatever reason, it just didn't. And uh, I, I, I think this Auburn, you know, right there being with Alabama, you you got to have somebody that yeah that he's uh, it, got to be dynamic, he's got to be a great recruiter, and you know, you can't go in there. Um, not, I don't know. Scared's not the word, but you know, you you gotta you gotta compete with the best of the best because you're yeah, you got to recruit. Just, <laughs> you got to, you got to, and and now with the way things are, it, it doesn't seem like it, it would be uh, too slow of a process if you, if you have the right evaluators. You got the guys that are gonna hustle and uh, evaluate right and get the right one, start in Alabama, get the best, the most you can. I know you're going against Alabama. But then, you know, you got you got transfer portal. you you got to have yeah. guys yeah. to go do and evaluate that. Because if you look That's around the said. country, yeah. if you look around the country, you look at rosters, I mean, it's a lot of research just sitting around, okay, who came in from where? Who who's? You look around the country, and you see 25, 35, 45 players at schools starting in June you're new you got a new team after Springbow so there's a whole new wave of recruiting and putting together a team and you got to have a guy that knows how to put everything together and uh, it,
2: it, it's not easy yeah well I think Aubrey can, can promise some uh, I think Aubrey can promise some playing time uh, yeah, that's what they're looking for a lot of them are looking for money but some are looking for playing time but certainly the first part of that they can give him money too but uh, playing time is huge.
9: Playing time is huge, no question about it. Money's going to be a factor as well now. But you said it. You know, they want to go play where they can feel like they'll have a chance for the next level. They're all thinking about the next level. And so, absolutely. And they see a, if you got a coach in there that knows how to sell it right, and Auburn has tradition. They've won before, and they've won it at a, a high level. So, absolutely. They can have it can uh,
1: happen. With the transfer portal – uh, Coach, I think a lot of times when in the past, guys have looked at jobs and said, man, that's just too big of a rebuild. There's no way I'm going there. Guys transfer, they got to sit out a year. High school kids aren't ready in football. But now with the portal the way it is, I think all of LSU's defensive backs are all transfer guys. Is that, Does that attract more guys there that maybe you could get that in the past maybe you couldn't because it was such a big rebuild? Oh, Barry, without
9: question. There, there there's guys right now that some of them are even starting that are looking over the fence thinking, you know, I might get a better deal over here and I might be able to make a better name for myself over here and be a better playmaker over here. <laughs> I promise you it, it, it's just a whole different world. And this, what I call free agency uh, of college football is, is just so different now and things can happen. So you're not talking about waiting on freshmen to develop anymore. You want to get some good freshmen. I, I still think it's important you get a few, but you also you gotta you gotta look at the transfer portal because these guys are are older. You know, you look at the, look around at the teams that are winning. You know, uh, let's just take Oregon. Let's take a guy for like that played at Auburn, a guy named Bo Nix. Look at Bo Nix. <laughs> Oregon after they getting blown out by Georgia. Guess what? They've gotten better and better and better. They're fighting for a championship. Uh, look at Syracuse. This guy comes from from Mississippi State. This Garrett Schrader is a good football player, and he makes a difference. And they're winning because of it. So if you got the point guard, you get a difference maker at rush end. You get a difference maker at corner, a cover guy. All of a sudden, you you get a few the right place pieces on both sides. Your team changes.
1: Yeah, Coach. Uh, and these hires too. You know that I've talked about it. I. I think Dion should get some strong consideration. And I know that maybe sounds crazy to some people, but I think he could recruit. People say, oh, you can't gamble on him. Well, Clemson gambled on Dabo. It worked. Sometimes you have to gamble. Then you look at, man, Nebraska got Scott Frost. That's it. That's the guy. Scott Frost is going to be the guy. Dan Mullen, Florida. that's the guy. We got it now. These are all gambles at the end of the day. Even the ones that we say are slam dunks. Don't make it. And sometimes the ones that we don't know, like Dabo, turn out to be slam dunk. So I don't, I don't, the guy that hires Dion may look great. He may look bad, but none of this stuff is a slam dunk, is it, uh, Houston? I think you hit on something because I'd be the first to admit I thought Scott Frost was absolutely perfect. I saw him
9: coach at uh, Central Florida. And I think, well, who better? Who better than go to Nebraska, hits his school at his alma mater? He'll make it happen. And, uh, You know, so far it hasn't. Uh, I mean, it didn't happen for him. So, no, you're right. And Deion Sanders, you say what you want, but this guy is winning. And it's back-to-back championships. He's on his way to another championship, looks like. And there's one thing for sure. There's not one living room he can't go into. Right, Not one. And they're going to welcome him. And he has this air of confidence uh, and this swag that is, uh, it, it, it's like a magnet. They're gonna gravitate to the guy.
1: Well, he's gonna get the kids and the parents. The parents. I mean, if he was on your campus at your high school, oh. there would be a buzz around that. Just like Nick Saban being there, it's a buzz. I don't know that anybody else. Maybe Kiffin, but I don't know if anybody else can, that could can create that buzz anymore. Like, uh, like Dion could right now.
9: No, you're right. You're right. You 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 see game day. Nobody could do uh, what he's done there at uh, Jackson State. Nobody. Yeah. And he flat out flipped it. And you know when you get people to build stadiums for him or a practice fields, and I went and spoke to their team, and they had nothing the first the first year I, when I went to speak to them. They had nothing. But now it's totally different. It's totally different, and it's because of what you're talking about. So this guy's dynamic. And uh, he can he can do it. He can do it. Um, it, it somebody's gonna take a chance on him.
1: I think they should, uh, Dad.
2: Uh, number wise, as far as coaches who are uh, legitimate candidates, there's, there's not as there's not as big a number as it was when you were coaching. When you were coaching, you know there were just more guys like you and people that you know you could you could try to get you or somebody like you this day and time you know you, you 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 talk about three or four guys and that's about it you just you just when well, you yeah. go as a as a new athletic director at that school and 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 you're trying to figure out who who is willing and you hit the nail on the head who's willing to work and recruit and and has the ability to evaluate i mean you can, sometimes you can recruit but you recruit the wrong guys <laughs> So, yeah, that's right. It, that's right. That's right. It, 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 the numbers of far as far as who to hire are really not there, are they?
9: I, I don't think there is. You know, I, I think you're right. I think there's a, there's a number that's a small number, you know. And I'm just talking with you guys. You know, I, I see a guy like Bill Clark who's who's been around the state, who's built something. And I think this is a very important hire for Auburn. This is important. Now you go on last. You know, a couple of coaches, it, It's just it hadn't been good. And so, you've got to get it going again. And so, you got a guy like Bill Clark. I hear a lot about the Kansas coach. You know, is that a fit? I don't know. But, um, you know, just like you and Barry both said, you know, you don't ever But it's that small number. It's that small number. And who's done it and who will go evaluate who's going to work from daylight to exhaustion uh, to turn this thing around and, and go put a team together. And you look around the country, you know, Brian Kelly, I didn't know if that was a good fit. But I tell you what, his teams get better, and he's won everywhere he's been. And that's what I go by, how hard a team plays and how he puts it together. And, you know, they look good. Tennessee's amazing, what Coach Heifel has done. is absolutely amazing because it wasn't too too many – uh, wasn't too many days ago, we were sitting right here on this show saying, what in the world's wrong with Tennessee? Yeah. You know? <laughs> he gets fired in Missouri. There he gets fired in yeah. Missouri. The <laughs> there you go. There you go. He gets fired in Missouri. goes and does a good job at UCF, and all of a sudden, I mean, he is up and down the field. And i tell you the other thing I give him credit for, too, Coach, and it's when a team wins, like, and you beat Alabama, and you beat the Giants, it's easy to, for players where they go to class and everybody in the world is patting you on the back and the distractions can get huge. Yeah. And it's easy to slip. But i tell you, I've got to give him credit. When you look at what he's done versus Kentucky and you look what he's done, you know, even when you go out, I always worried about going out of conference, Coach. I don't know how you feel about it, but, you yeah. know, if you go out of conference and after you play in conference, I used to be so hard and I, I got it from Coach Hope and Jimmy Johnson and those guys. I, I used to make it hard on Monday and Tuesday. I'd start a period over, just on a field goal extra points if the holder didn't you know hold the ball right. The startup, you're not focused. You're not focused. You 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 know you're not focused like you were getting ready to play Alabama. But now you're playing UT Martin. You're going through the most. Well, when you look at the teams that are coached well, like Tennessee and some of these teams, they haven't they haven't been distracted, man. They've been focused.
2: Uh, Let me me ask you one more thing, didn't Have it. Uh, Why don't we let's get away from this, and you tell our listeners what you think about the Tennessee Georgia game. Yeah.
9: Well, I can't wait for this one. This is this is the big one, and um, Georgia, I have a lot of respect for, uh, especially the way they started the season. And then they had two or three games. Think I don't know. And so, Stetson Bennett to me has been, you know, he's so accurate. He takes care of the ball, and everybody. There's, I've heard a lot of Georgia fans last year that's the middle of the season. Well, we got to get a better quarterback. <laughs> well, that guy's done nothing but win for you, man. He's done much. Well, he's not six foot four, coach. Well, he's not. But I tell you what, he does. He wins. Well, coach, he's just a game manager. Well, you know what? It's a good. It's a good thing to me to have a game manager. I think. Somebody that's going to take care of the ball, get you out of the wrong play, get you in the right, and put your team in the end zone. And this Brock Bowers is phenomenal, guys. I don't know if y'all really watch this guy. This guy is phenomenal. A phenomenal football player that's physical, that's tough, could be a running back, H-back, tight end receiver, whatever he wants. Tough and physical. Defense, you think Georgia, when you lose 15 guys to the NFL, you think, okay, they're going to take a step back. If they hadn't have lost Jalen Carter, I, I think that's been a big miss. When you lose a guy in the middle like him, that's a that's a tough, tough lick. But they these guys keep running to the football. So to answer your question, Coach, I, I think Tennessee can score. There's no doubt in my mind they can score. Jalen Hyde, they're getting Cedric Tillman back, Jamari Spaw, all these guys, they can score uh, with Hen Hooker leading the charge. I think there's no doubt in my mind they can score. What I don't know. Is really truly how good the Tennessee defense is. Now they're they're yeah. getting better, but yeah. there's some holes there. There's some holes. Yeah. So this is what's going to make this a great game right here. Who's going to take care of the ball and who's going to win the turnover margin and turnover, all that stuff? So yeah. it's gonna be a great one. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I guess I'm sure Kirby Smart's die, dissecting Alabama's defensive plan and says we cannot play them that way. Uh, you know, they spread those receivers out so wide, Houston, I don't know, football, but they make you cover the entire field, and you better have some foot speed if you're going to guard those receivers uh, for Tennessee. Just talk a little bit about what makes Tennessee's offense so successful.
9: Well, you hit it first and foremost. You know, they will spread you from sideline to sideline, and you better have some players that can play in space. But I'll tell you the other thing, too, they do such a good job is is they're snapping the ball uh, every 12 seconds. So for a defense, you, you got to be ready to go. And then all of a sudden they add a little bit of flair to it, a motion here, a movement here, and it, it's just – it's its hard to keep up with everything. And then you hit the most important thing. When you got a guy like Jalen Hyatt, well, every time you look up, he's creating separation. I, I've never seen anything like it. Versus Alabama, every time I look up, he, he's, he's 10 yards ahead of everybody. And he, he's been doing it every week. And so, when you have a difference maker like that, they have to respect that. And then all of a sudden, you start going too deep. Now, all of a sudden, they can run the ball. And so, they kind of got you uh, when you got weapons like that. So, I just think it's so good the way Josh is. Uh, he, he can spread them out from sideline to sideline, as you mentioned, get in a three by one, two by twos. You got to cover all those guys down. Then he mixes in the run. And then, when you have a quarterback that can move, It makes all the difference. You know, it just makes that he's a 12th guy. And a defensive coordinator, you can have everybody covered, and he can take off, and he can go move the chain. And uh, that's what makes them so tough. So they're they're fun to watch. They're exciting to watch. And they've been – this will be a good one here. This will be, of course, the best team they'll face so far, I think, as far as defensively. And so this this is what's going to make this a great test.
1: Uh, We're talking with Coach Houston. uh, uh, Coach, one thing that – I didn't think I would ever say about a Nick Saban coach football team is they're undisciplined. But Houston, this team is undisciplined. <laughs> they, they get more penalties, uh, especially on the road. Stupid hitting guys after the whistle, uh, lining up off sides, interfering with guys. What is going on with this Alabama football team and being undisciplined? Yeah.
9: Well, I, I'm like you. You know, I started back in Texas. I was surprised on that one. I said, well, that won't happen again. Then it happened the next week, then yeah. the next week. Now, this, the last game, if you noticed, there wasn't as many. So you know that there was a real, real meeting after about three or four games straight of 12, 13, 14 penalties, 17 penalties. You can bet there were some real meetings. And Coach Saban is saying, that's enough of that. We don't coach that. So you got, you know, when you, when you watch that film, you say, okay. We either don't know the rules, we're not teaching it right, or, we, or we're or we tolerating. You know, you're letting it happen. Because yeah. what you see on film, I can just see Coach Saban say, okay, Coach, this is what you're teaching. They're hitting them out of bounds. They're hitting them in the back. Uh, we don't know what to do on punt return. And I can just see him going over every coach is this what we're teaching, or are we tolerating this thing? What, what are we doing? And he probably did it in a little bit uh, meaner matter, you know, a little bit more adjectives were going to be used. But there's a sense of urgency about getting it corrected, and I could see it. You know, that last game, it was it was much much better. And it, here on out, I look for him to be cleaner, playing a cleaner game. And um, you never can count out Bryce Young. I'll tell you that. He's no. So fun to watch. He can make it happen. He just needs got to have everybody else got to have some help.
1: Does this happen, Houston I guess Tennessee? Bryce Young, he took some shots and didn't oh, get man. the and didn't get the calls. Now, Coach Saban, he's not going to get behind the microphone and complain, but I bet you he was torching some butt on the phone to the SEC office because against Mississippi State, if you tickled Bryce Young, they threw a flag. Uh, these guys calling uh, the director of officials and all that after after what happened, it it can change things from week to week because these officials, these these guys all meet. I saw a totally different – Officiated game against Bryce Young against Mississippi State than it was Tennessee. Right, right.
9: Uh, yeah, that surprised me because usually they're they're very very uh, observant of of the quarterback trying to protect him, and that of course that's been the rule. And so, but when that happens, you you can bet that there was the maybe a phone call or two. But usually they watch that. I know Steve Shaw. I know he does such a good job and he usually yeah. keeps all those guys in line on that. Yeah. And, um, that, that's a big deal. But Bryce Young, you know, one of the things, you know, you don't talk about is what he did versus Tennessee. The guy threw for 455 yards, man. I mean, he's up and down the field as well. Yeah. And so that's why I say you can't ever count him out. I, I think he's such a difference maker as we all know. He's a highest Trophy winner and all that, but he's so cool under pressure. I love when I,
2: quarterback handles pressure and the ones that do that are usually the the most successful yeah uh houston uh before we let you go i know you, you look at all these teams ohio state is, has not played anybody uh yeah. the only winning team i think you plays too late to uh, Toledo. maybe somebody the last game but uh penn state but uh penn state. Is, is ohio state is ohio state uh is, they've improved their defense are they good enough to be the national champions? If you asked me that today, I I would put
9: them in the top the four teams, their top four teams. I would put in, I would put them in the top four. I do think they're fast enough. Uh again, I, I'd still like to see them play, you know, a couple of more teams. Uh but when you watch them play with CJ Stroud, there's another guy that, that's an athletic guy, a duo guy, and the receivers, even without Jackson Smith in Jigba. I mean, look, Marvin Harrison Jr. You got all these guys.
1: You there? Was that a yeah. Did you well, did, well, okay. did you fumble the phone, Houston? <laughs> It's 1st and 10. Oh, it's 1st and 10, Barry, Houston. Barry,
9: don't use that word, Barry,
1: don't
2: use that word, Barry. Don't ever use that <laughs> word. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. You got
1: to protect the ball, Houston. Come on. It's 1st and oh, 10 for Houston.
2: Oh, Go God. ahead. Go ahead on that Ohio State.
9: So what I was so going to say is that Ohio State is very, very athletic and fast. And even without Jackson Smith and Nygma, who's been hurt, you look at Marvin Harrison Jr., you look at those other receivers, I'm going to tell you now, it's a handful. And their defense is very physical. They're very physical. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, Michigan, all those guys, is to see. I love that's what I love about November, guys. November is when everybody, that's when you remember. You know, it starts to get down to crunch time. You got a few more people getting a little bit more aches and pains, and who's going to be the toughest team. And so this is a good time.
1: Uh, the poll comes out today. Uh, Houston, who are you voting number one? You know
9: what? Right now, today, I'd go Tennessee. Yeah, me too. I go Tennessee,
1: Georgia two, uh, Georgia two,
9: Ohio, Ohio State. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Can I'd go, go Ohio State three. I'd probably go Michigan four, Alabama five, TCU. I I just play it like that. until so we'll we'll wait and see what happens. There's still got a good games left. We'll find out sooner or later. But I may see how the committee what they do with TCU and you know, or some of these one lost teams. You know. Uh, and then, of course, is still
1: undefeated. Um, Where does uh, does Clemson fall in there? I guess they'll be –
9: probably five or six, you know, right in there, Alabama, Clemson. I I put them right in there. I I think uh,
1: Alabama will end up seven today behind TCU and Clemson. uh, They may be today. They may be today. They may may
9: put TCU
2: up. Uh, Ohio State State plays Michigan. That'll drop somebody down. That's right. (laughs)
9: That's right. That's right. That's to be a good good game. Can't wait to see that one. And then, of course, just Georgia-Tennessee. Can't wait to see that. So, it's, and it's Alabama. Alabama. Alabama Houston,
2: Alabama's do de- or de- de- die. It's, it's, it's Alabama. They
9: got to keep. They got to keep taking care of business and get to the championship game. They know. They know what to do.
1: <laughs> well, Coach, great stuff well, as always. It should. Thank be, you. Should, appreciate should it. Be. How how
9: are your brothers? How are your brothers? Got one at the University of Missouri. He's uh, at yeah. University of Missouri, coaching basketball, and uh, they're they're having to rebuild some things, but uh, they're doing good. You know, they're early. Uh, the they old Bubble's
2: Kentucky. Oh, <laughs> you gotta get ready. You gotta get ready. old Bubble's Kentucky. I looked at the schedule yeah. yesterday. The old Kentucky.
1: Well, you find out where Bye. you are. You'll find out where they are pretty fast. So. <laughs> pretty fast. Yeah. yeah.
2: Pretty fast. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Thank hey, you. y'all
1: have a good one. Thank See you. Ya. Appreciate it. <laughs> you got a fumble. He fumbled. Did he yeah, fumble I the phone? A, that he is exactly did. He fumbled okay. Yeah, that's all right. All right, let's talk about uh, Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes before we get to break. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys who uh, we talk
2: about each and every day because they're the best. And the reason they're the best is because they've been successful. They're not going to have 5,000 cases where they can't uh, look at your case and really work on yours. Uh, they These three, three gentlemen in their group know what they're doing. And you can call them at 345-1234. And then after that, you can go by 701 Rice Mine Road, get into more detail about the problems that you feel like that you're having or you need to work on, and these guys will do a good job for you. They'll represent you in the right way. They're smart. They're effective. And they've been doing it for a long time. Prince Glover and Hayes, 345-1234.
1: PrinceLaw.net is the website. If they don't win, you don't pay. That's a Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports.
5: No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers.
0: This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports
5: update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. Alabama special teams player Jack Martin has entered the transfer portal. Auburn head coach Brian Harson has been fired by the university. The Alabama Crimson Tide football team remains at number six in week 10's AP poll. Happy birthday to Alabama football head coach Nick Saban.
0: This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, the only active wreck we have remaining on the board is that one on 2059 eastbound at exit 89. Everything else appears to be moving pretty well. It is still foggy, so just slow down and be careful. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Don't miss out on the savings now at towns and Nissan. They're your hometown dealer. Go see them. I'm Captain Ray. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of
0: breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't.
7: Our coaches took the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa
0: weather. We'll
6: forecast a mixture of clouds and sunshine today, tuscaloosa high 75. Tonight, becoming mostly cloudy with the low at 55. Tomorrow, partly to mostly sunny, the high 78. And Thursday, a good supply of sunshine with a high at 79. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 53 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
5: Don't miss a play at the Sportsbook at Pearl River Resort, your front row seat to all the action. Place bets on all professional and most college sports. Nine. And
0: streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
1: wayne's pest control serving at 100,000 customers across alabama tennessee and mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at wayne make sure your home protection has unwanted pests this fall wayne's provides world-class termite protection general pest control and mosquito prevention services they also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy 866 wayne's one 866 wayne's one for sixty dollars off your initial pest control service dad when we Uh, When these guys try to hire, there is no slam dunk hire. You have to get down there and some, you know, what you think is a slam dunk. I would have thought Dan Mullen would have been a slam dunk at Florida. I thought Scott Frost was a slam dunk. Uh, You just never know, do you? Uh, Nick Saban was maybe about as close as a slam dunk as you could get for Alabama, but they went through some guys and they weren't slam dunk. You just never know when you make these hires.
2: Uh, Should Dan Mullen be a prospect
1: for Auburn? Uh. Does he like to recruit? You always talk about recruiting. Well, I don't know, but, uh, you know, there's a, there's a,
2: he left, he left Mississippi State uh, on his own accord to go to Florida because it was a better job. And so that means he knows John pretty well. His name has never come up. He's drawing a big, he's drawing his own television, but he's drawing a big, big hunk of money from Florida each month. Um, if he, uh, he 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 he's not you know nobody's gonna like him as well as they like Lane Kiffin I guess but uh, he 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 might be a suspect.
1: <laughs> Did he recruit well in Florida? I don't know. Guess not. You know he may be a guy. You if you have so you don't know if Lane Kiffin's a guy. Is he serious or is he just? Trying to get a raise, you gonna get a raise. Uh, so is he serious? Uh, is well, you try- know,
2: here, here's the here's the question you asked, Lane Kiffin. You're here a couple of years. We're trying to build this thing back, and you got a halfway decent, and you got a chance to go to the pros. You've been a pro coach. You've been a, in pro atmosphere in in California before you ever moved out. Are, are you going to be interested in going to the pros? I, that's a big question. I mean, that's a huge question because you get right in the middle of trying to get Auburn better. And then he wants to go to the pros because he oh, – forget this recruiting. Forget this uh, transfer report crap. I ain't got to do – I ain't got to fool with that. I got my general manager going to get me some players. That That's kind of Lane Kiffin thoughts. That's Lane Kiffin. And that that's, to me, that's dangerous.
1: Well, I look at it differently than you, you afraid, do. Afraid, who freezes there to stay? I look at it differently than you do. I think if he's okay. – if he's doing really, really, really well, or somebody wants him, then he's turned it at least. Uh, where if he's not doing well, you want somebody to want your coach. Uh, if somebody wants your coach, he's usually okay. doing pretty well. So, so you've mean,
2: been offered a couple of years, you got a little bit better and all of a sudden you go to the pro. If
1: he's turned it and he's got it heading back in the mm-hmm. right direction, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, okay. I would, I would, um, uh, because I wouldn't think he's got to be successful for somebody to want him. So, um, if you're uh, if you're Tennessee, I know you gave coach an extension in the middle of the year, and you gave him a million more. Are you gonna tear that up at the end of the year and give him more than that. Sure, you gotta keep him. Yeah, you gotta keep. It. So he you, need, know, they said, he, he, you know, he had a big controversy with the coach at
2: Kentucky's brother at Missouri. Uh, people that were at Missouri, they were all a whole bunch of stink there and they they'd kick him out and he's lucky to land where he lands and you know he's made the best of it but uh, to answer your question um if he's if he gets into the final four uh regardless of what happens you gotta race him. you keep yeah I,
1: that's why people when you're hot and you're a coach, you better get as much as you can. Because, uh, right. you you know, look at Brian Harson now, he's not hurting, they're gonna give him fifteen million in thirty days he's gonna get seven and a half million. Like, what is what does Brian Harson do today? That's my question. when he wakes up, what, what is he gonna go get him a cup of coffee, sit down with his wife? Is he talking to his agent about what is he doing today?
2: No, they they already they already knew it. Uh, they they already knew it. So what what they had done. But I'm saying family. what does he get up and do this morning? Well, he 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 has has already decided where he's going to go to. Uh, not not coaching, but where he's where he, he needs to get out of there. Sure. And so he will get out of there. And if they if they like if they like uh, if they like the Idaho area, you're you know you're. Uh, and the the second choice is, um, and I doubt very seriously, and I don't. I, I, I doubt very seriously anybody immediately comes after him to coach. Um, so I would say he he finds a place that he and his wife and kids are, are happy being at, and then go
1: from there. That's my his son plays football. I think for Auburn High School, so he's going to want to finish out the year. So I don't think you can just pick up and leave yeah, immediately. Yeah, you're I mean, right. But when the season when the season's over is what I mean. Uh, but it's like. <laughs> Somebody texts you. Say, you go clean out your office. I think somebody's probably gonna clean that up for him, and they'll deliver those boxes. I just think it'd be weird. You wake up, you've been working your tail off for X number of years, and you wake up this morning, and you got nowhere to go. Uh, you can go to the beach, I guess, but you got kids in high school, or yeah. you know, it's just. It'd be, yeah, it'd I, don't be want, weird, I don't want to get into all that. Yeah, it'd be a weird. So. A uh, weird feeling there. So um, I feel for a guy like that. I know he's going to get his seven and a half million thirty days, and everybody says, "Oh, they're paid," but still, it's not. So you got to change your whole life, like what you're doing every day. And uh, some people they got to stay busy. Uh, so I'm sure he'll figure it all out. And it happens in all, you know, in all uh, works life. It's just not as public when it happens with other things. So they are, they will get plenty of money. Um, but uh, we'll see what Auburn, what direction. I mean, a lot of I don't know if it's pressure on John Cohen. Do you think John Cohen's gonna have the say so in the coach, or I mean, is he gonna have a big? I guys,
2: John Cohen will work with uh, Dr. Roberts, and uh, I think basically speaking, he and Dr. Roberts, along with the help of other people, but with he and Dr. Roberts uh, both will have a, a very long and and. Crucial interview with the two or three people that are that they feel like they've got it narrowed down to. I, I think John will, will, will. He already he already has somebody in mind that he likes better than others. Uh, yeah, he just does. And then so he finds out the availability behind the scenes of these guys. Are they available? Are they interested, and so forth? And then once they start the the contacted the people that where they are and get permission to talk to them of course the media is just you know dying with every breath Uh, then he meets with them Um, Dr. Roberts meets with them and then they meet with them they meet those people together Uh, and then uh, the two or three board members that they feel like that they like uh, because there are about two or three different board groups down there they meet with them, and it becomes a it becomes an ad president selection with the feeling that the other people feel that that's
1: a good selection. Does um, was I right in the first hour when I said they're going to have to really. Give them the money to to go get the the correct assistance. You gotta have the correct assistance. I mean, you, yeah. you gotta get the correct assistance. I think I
2: right. just saw on the internet, Barry, just a minute ago, that they, they've let the offensive coordinator Ogden go. Yeah, they have. And we have, haven't announced that. You need to. I, I thought I had so much stuff on here. I couldn't see it all, but I think they've they've let.
1: I let two or three of those guys go.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there won't be anybody around. In the, in other words, when Cadillac does, Cadillac will have somebody that can help him. Uh, call the plays, but uh, it'll be a two-man. It'll be Cadillac and somebody else calling the plays. But it, it will be a a very difficult practice trying to get ready for Mississippi State because Mississippi State's trickery, You know, they got trickery and deceit. Mississippi State, Mississippi State's uh, players. It'll be a more difficult job to get Mississippi State's players ready to play too, because they'll think it. You know, this is a this is a joke. This is going to be an easy game. So they, you know, but but um it's going to be ain't no saying what the line's going to be in this game, but it's going to be a high it's going to be a high line and um, so um uh, can, can you imagine practice this week your defensive people have stayed i guess some I don't know who's left who hadn't, but I understand that several of them have 88 and out the gate so yeah, I don't know They'll probably have it's a you know it's amazing about things. You look at you look at and I'm just talking about coaches. This coach guy can coach. This guy can't. You got the you got the defensive coordinator at Auburn and goes to Oklahoma State. Yeah. They couldn't they couldn't guard they 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 couldn't guard a cheerleader. At
1: all. <laughs> they got crushed. All right, that's it for today's show. Alabama won. They they always have specials coming up. They got the Black uh, Wednesday loan sale. Don't miss this biggest loan sale of the year, November twenty third. Twenty to 7 a.m., uh, five hours only. You can get the lo- really low rates on a loan to help you out with the holidays, help you out with the shopping. All that information there is right there at the website. Go to www.alabama1.org. That's it for today's show. We appreciate uh, Kevin Skarbinski and Houston nut uh, joining us uh, during the show. Look forward to tomorrow. Gary Harris' show is next, so keep it locked in. Thank you, Aiden, uh, for punching all the buttons for us this morning. Listen, Ty, 100.9. Is he home? Of Alabama Sports, have a great day, everybody. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa
5: Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama Sports, and it's brought to you by Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider for Alabama Athletics. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Alabama soccer dominated the 2022 SEC Awards. Wes Hart was named the SEC Coach of the Year, while Riley Parker is the league's Forward of the Year. Raina Reyes is the SEC Defender of the Year, Felicia Knox is the Midfielder of the Year, and Gianna Paul was named the SEC Freshman of the Year. In addition, Knox, Reyes, and Parker were all first-team All-SEC selections. Alabama was represented on the All-SEC Second Team by Sasha Pickard, Riley Tanner, and Gianna Paul. Paul was also named to the SEC All-Freshman team along with Brooke Steer. Play begins for the regular season champion Crimson Tide in the SEC tournament in Pensacola starting today against the 8th-seeded Mississippi State Bulldogs at 5 p.m. Central on the SEC Network. I'll have more in a moment.
4: There is no substitute for hard work. Just ask the Crimson Tide. At Dex Imaging, they know the meaning of hard work, too. You don't become the best in the office equipment business without it. If you need a copier and printer company that understands hard work, quality, dependability, and customer service, then give Dex Imaging a call or go to DexImaging.com. Dex Imaging, the official copier and printer provider of Alabama athletics.
5: Kickoff has been set for Alabama football's November 12th game at Ole Miss. The Tide and the Rebels will kick off at 2.30 p.m. Central from Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Our radio coverage from Oxford on the network will begin that day at 11.30 a.m. Don't forget, this Saturday, our coverage for Alabama at LSU begins at 3 p.m. with kickoff at 6 p.m. from Tiger Stadium. Crimson Tide today is brought to you by Dex imaging Crimson Tide today is a production of the Crimson Tide sports Network from Learfield
6: okay, can I have everybody's attention for just a second?
5: Morgan's media planning firm just landed a multi-million dollar client
6: because we won the pitch
5: she needs to staff up
6: before trafficking hits a traffic jam so we're